to Bougie Black Therapist Podcast. I am your host, Montoya McGowan, licensed clinical social worker in Memphis, Tennessee, serving entrepreneurs and the working well in the Mid-South area. Um, I am the entrepreneur's therapist. And one of the reasons why I started this podcast was to give um, black clinicians who have the credentials to become a private practice therapist give you some of the tools that you need, um, mostly help you build the confidence and also help you learn to be authentic authentic, in um, creating the kind of entrepreneurial life that you would like to have. Um, and we talk about all things mental wellness and all things entrepreneurship. Because of that, I have a guest who has been here before. We got a lot of chit-chat and chatter about Simone, the mastermind, how much they loved her. And I've had a couple of people say that even though I'm not a therapist, every time I watch this podcast or watch this show, I learn something. That's awesome. So that's our goal, to help people. We want to create more black therapists, and we also want to help create more entrepreneurs. So, Simone, the mastermind. Hello, everyone. I am so glad to be back. Thank you for having me. Um, yes, I am Simone, the mastermind, your number one business development strategist. Check me out on Instagram. I'll make sure I post my info. You know what I'm saying? Simone underscore the mastermind. IG. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but yes, yeah, so I'm so glad to be here for the Friendsgiving Happy Hour edition here at the Bougie Black Therapist Podcast. Yay. We also got a, um, there was a bartending business here sponsored a drink for this episode. So shout out to Absolute Bartending LLC for sponsoring a drink for the evening um this is a cherry limeade oh i wanted to show this yeah logo boom cash app absolute bartender if you want to support a small business today all right but this is a cherry limeade margarita we've already poured up so let's see how that tastes here we already toasted but i have another toast okay perfect um two introverts who come out and play oh my god i love it <laughs> Ding! That's us. Woohoo! I got a little kickback to it. I need some chips and salsa. I'm ready to like. (laughs) (laughs) I had a dance in my spirit. I had to stop. (laughs) Don't do it. (laughs) Ooh, it almost came. Okay, okay, I'm sorry. Okay, I'm good. I had a um, last night at my mom's house. I had a tutorial session on how to do the dance. Yes, where you shake your thighs. Yes, but I wasn't able to unrobotic it. What does that word mean? Uh, robot. Uh-huh. Like robotic, all of my dances are robotic. Like for some reason, I just can't get the fluidness in my bones to be able to, to just do certain wiggle. stuff. Yeah, yeah. Okay, well maybe after a little tequila, yeah. you know, it might change the game up yeah. a little bit. What you yeah. think? <laughs> so, how was your Thanksgiving yesterday? 
My Thanksgiving was good. Uh, I have had to learn over the years how to cultivate the kind of holiday that I want to have. Because I used to think that it should be like all of the family is together. We should have these traditions set in place. But, you know, over time and also because of the pandemic, we've had to change how we do stuff. Mm -hmm. And so just choosing to like make plans, but be okay with how things turn out. So yesterday we just had a small family gathering and uh, had fun just enjoying each other's company. And I have um, gotten promoted from the drinking ice girl. Okay. To okay. the girl who brings sweet potatoes. Candy All right. Yams. Promotion. That's <laughs> a big deal. Give me some. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, I, um, you know, pardon me if I put my my shades back on, but um, I laid in bed all day. I got to lay in bed until 3 o'clock in the afternoon. And guess what? The ham was dry. The greens were spicy, but I was relaxing. That wasn't my issue. I didn't cook it. Oh. I chose to stay in bed until I got out. That and the fact that I had a hangover. But I got to relax. And I got to do absolutely nothing until I got hungry and made some hot wings and candy yams and green beans. And so it was like a Saturday for you. Yes. Okay. It literally, I almost told somebody, happy Sunday this morning. Because yesterday was pretty Saturday-ish, you know? Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. But this is literally like the first Thanksgiving. I got to do like nothing, and it was like the best one ever. What are your tips for entrepreneurs during this season? <clears throat> Three tips. Three tips. One, of course, um, Black Friday is always the day after Thanksgiving. So a lot of entrepreneurs like to push for, like, what can I put on sale or what can I? Um, Black Friday isn't necessarily always for you to discount your products and services. Like, don't feel obligated to do so. Um, for example, some people use this time to launch a new website or bring out a new product or service. But don't get stuck on the fact of you have to discount for Black Friday and Cyber Monday. Another tip. <clears throat> I think I saw you say that, and yeah. I've never even really thought about that. Yeah. Just because it's Black Friday doesn't mean that you it have has to, to be discount discounts. At all. Because, I mean, if you can, I don't want to say if you can afford a discount, but if there's something that you can offer that will not increase your current workload, if you offer the discount and got more sales, do that, you know. But, like, if you have a book on sale or if you want to introduce something new, something that's not going to increase what you got to do, do that. But if not, no, you don't have to offer a discount for it to be a Black Friday special. Period. Got it. Another one I would say, another tip during this time, uh, offer something. Like, don't get into the whole, I'm not into Black Friday, Cyber Monday. There are people out there spending money. Everybody's not just buying TVs. Like, some people are mm -hmm. using this time to master their craft or strengthen their knowledge in something. Like, you can still be of service just like the Walmart and the Targets. So please be sure to not allow this time to scoop by because you might not be spending any money for your business, but there are other people that are willing to spend money for theirs and they want to shop with you. Mm -hmm. So give them something to purchase. You know, even if it's something that you're not discounting, still make it an issue to offer something to your audience during this holiday season. Yay. 
Yep. Okay. Well, I have a couple of suggestions for people who <coughs> are having a hard time right now um, <clears throat> with the holidays mm -hmm. because of the holiday blues, and a lot of people have seasonal depression on top of regular depression. Mm -hmm. And so um, some suggestions is um, make sure that you're, you have lighting coming into your house. So even at nighttime when you go to bed, turn your blinds to where the light comes in just a little bit. So in the morning, the natural sunlight will help uh, start to wake you up, and it helps you with our it helps you with your circadian rhythm or your sleep cycle. Mm -hmm. Try not to drink alcohol sixty to ninety minutes before bed because it also affects your sleep cycle. <laughs> Noted. <laughs> You're welcome. You can always <laughs> come back and watch it later, just in case you forget. <laughs> um, also, make plans to have plans. So make plans where somebody is looking for you or somebody is looking for you to log in, looking for you to check into something. So if there is a course, there's a webinar, there's uh, some type of training or some type of fitness stuff where you have to pay to be invested and also you have to show up. So it'll keep you from being too reclusive mm -hmm. and force you to get moving, force you to do some now, stuff. That one is a really good one. I literally never thought about that because, yeah. like, it's already hard to stay busy. But if I spend some money to go somewhere, oh, I'm going to show up. Right. You know, so that makes sense. Yeah. So, you know, I'm taking a <coughs> class uh, for grief. Mm -hmm. And so every Friday for an hour and a half, we show up on Zoom. And so even if I don't get a chance to see other people throughout the week, I at least get a chance to see six to eight people. We have conversation. And we talk about more than just a class. So finding ways to build a community for you, for yourself. I love that. Yeah. Oh, my God. These are things that I had to learn how to do. Yes, because you know it gets it dark us. early. It so does. It feels that like has it's been a midnight struggle. at six o'clock. Oh my gosh! It feels like the day is over with. The day is gone. And once you get home and take your shoes and take your bra off, it's and like over. Because like I take my wig off at five thirty six, and I'm in bed by six. So I mean, you know. <laughs> um. So one of the things that you know I like to talk about is I wore my shirt today. I think it says Bougie Boundaries. Bougie Boundaries. And I'll post a link to my website for the t-shirt. Go cop that. Yeah. Bougie Boundaries and Bougie Energy. What are Bougie Boundaries? So Bougie Boundaries are, we have three, most people have three kind of boundaries. Okay. One is called Porous Boundaries. Porous. The other one is Rigid Boundaries. Okay. And the one that we want to strive for is Healthy Boundaries. So porous boundaries are the nice people, the people pleasers. They say yes to everything. Yes. Let me drink to that because I'm in recovery. It's really good. Mm -hmm. ah. <clears throat> I'm in recovery, too. I'll be down the hall. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> Hello. My name is Montoya, and I'm Hi, Montoya. How dependent. <laughs> so when you have porous boundaries, you say yes to everything. Even though it pisses you off, it makes you bitter, and it makes you resentful. But you still say yes. And then you get mad because you said yes. <laughs> Just snatch my wig off my nose. <laughs> <show. laughs> 
boundaries are when you start to learn to have boundaries, you say no to everything Period. because you're afraid to say yes. <laughs> or now that you've learned how to say no, you're like, nope, mm-mm, nah. <laughs> oh, no, I'm not available for that. But bougie boundaries, which mm-hmm. are the healthy boundaries, they are the boundaries where you process them through yourself. Okay. Do I have time? Do I want to? Is this my business? What am I going to have to say no to for myself if I say yes to them? Thursday nights are wretched TV nights for me. I record everything, and then I watch it on Thursday night. So if somebody wants me to do something on Thursday, I'm going to have to say no to my free time that I have scheduled in order for me to say yes to them. Am I okay with it? Am I getting something out of it? And do I want to? Heavy on the do I want to. Heavy. Yeah. Um, so people struggle with saying no. Yeah, like I'm new. You know, just got in recovery. Hello. Uh-huh. Um, and first it was like, oh my God, I can't say no. And then when I started using it, man, you sleep good at night, you have more free time. And you get to sit back and just watch people fret over the fact that you decided not to do something. Like, mm-hmm. what the heck? It's the entitlement. Right. Oh, my goodness. Right. And, you know, in some way, it's a compliment because that means that people know you will show up. People know they can depend on you. And they mm. know that you're going to get ish done. Yeah. But I don't want to pay you. And it's on my time. And you better hurry because I need it tomorrow. Yes. Yeah. Without a please and no cherry on top. And taking all the credit, but yeah. You know what? Drinking to recover. that I work with are entrepreneurs and people who are the working well. I call the working well. They're the folks who would normally be okay if they didn't come to therapy, but coming to therapy just seems to make life make more sense to them. Mm -hmm. And so they are the rescuers, the helpers. They're the nurturers. They're the ones that put themselves out there for the benefit of everybody else. And they're like the strong friend. And it's not okay for the strong friend to not have a support system. So that's when they come to me. And I'm just like, ooh, you're doing stuff that ain't even your business, Jesus Jr. <laughs> Jesus Jr. That would stop a lot of people in their tracks. Jesus, it does. Because Man, every time I say, me. yeah, I'm just and like, yeah. So, um, <laughs> I'm like, oh, wow, Jesus Jr., that's nice. We could just call you. Instead of calling on Jesus. <laughs> and then a realist stop you like, wait, no. I don't want to be Jesus. Yeah, like I don't want to do that. I just want to be one of the disciples. <laughs> <laughs> Not Peter. He talks too much. <laughs> well, that makes sense. Yeah, so we get in the way of a lot of people having their own testimony. Because we save them. And nurture and catch them before they fall. Yes. Sometimes we got to fall a little bit. I, I, I feel that one. Sometimes yeah. you got to. You're like, oh, little that. baby, have you talked to Jesus about it? 
<laughs> Did you try Jesus before you tried me? All right, all right. There was something that I wanted to get your insight on. Okay. Um, because it, of course, involves your line of work, but also, well, okay. So, <clears throat> my name is Simone, and I struggle with my masculine and feminine energy. Mm. Um, as a woman to date and also an entrepreneur. Um so I um you know I'm so affirmative in running everything in business that I understand that kind of trickles over into my personal life where I also run everything. But you know, let's see trying to date now and I've been struggling because I'm so masculine. Mm -hmm. And I <clears throat> I understand that, you know, with uh a woman thrives in her feminine en energy when she feels safe, when she mm -hmm. feels secure. But, God dang, am I really that rough out here? To where I, I, I feel like I really struggle. And I wanted to know, like, I guess the, I guess, like, the psychology behind that. Okay. The whole masculine, feminine energy with women. So we all have masculine, feminine energy. Some of us have more of it than others. And I would say those of us who struggle with the codependency thing, we have lots of masculine energy mm. because we are controlling when we're codependent. Mm -hmm. um, we want to do crisis management as best as we possibly can because if we don't do crisis management, if you don't do what I say how I say to do it, that means that I'm going to have to help you clean it up once you mess up. And I'm trying to head that off as soon as I possibly can. Mm -hmm. And so... <clears throat> Um, that's our masculine energy. Masculine energy is like project coordinators. Um, we're solution focused. We're problem solvers. We're the ones who do, who make sure the things that need to be done get done. Um, but we also kind of see feminine energy as kind of like a weakness because yes. the feminine energy <coughs> is where you are allowing yourself to be in your feelings. You allow yourself to go with the flow. And feelings suck, and nobody has time for feelings. Um, go with the flow. It's also our creative side. It's it's our let's be in nature, and let's just see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> so how it's comfortable so are you with, let's just see what happens? Not comfortable at all, sir. <laughs> That's the feminine energy. That's the go with the flow. That, And that's one of the reasons why I really like yoga, because yoga helps me with that, too, um, to be a girl. So I got to sign up for yoga. Yeah. But the thing about yoga, like, you did yoga with me once. Woo, that stuff is tough. It's, it's, you got to be strong. And you sweat a lot. Yeah. Because it's really just weightlifting. I, I, I died one time doing yoga. <laughs> right? <coughs> but did you die long? <laughs> I didn't die long, but I died for like six minutes. <laughs> <That's so laughs> <hard>. <laughs> it's tired. <laughs> it forces you to accept things how they are. Yes, it does. You do a lot of self-talk. Um, it forces you to just be like, okay, I'm just going to see how this goes. I'm just going to see what comes up. 
and you fight against your ego quite often. And that's really the masculine part of us in my mind. Mm. So the creative, go with the flow, be in the moment, it's not really just girly. It's just not being in control. <clears throat> the scary stuff. Yeah. It's extremely scary. Yeah. You're going to work on it. Not being a know-it-all. Not knowing everything, not having a solution for everything. Mm-hmm. You're just like, aw, sweetie, I really hope things work out for you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there is a book that I like to suggest to people. It's called uh, The Way of the Superior Man. The Way of the Superior Man. And it, it talks a lot <clears throat> about masculine and feminine energy. It gives guys a great insight on how to engage us. With their masculine energy. Hmm. And what about, is it, um, do you have, do you know if there's an audio book available for that? Yes, I've listened okay. to the audio book. Oh, cool beans. I most definitely need to get that mm-hmm. so I can work on being aware, balancing it out. Yeah, being intentional. And you do have <laughs> feminine energy because you are creative. It's just that, do you have that kind of energy where you're just like, okay, I'm just going to put that out there and let it see. Let's just see how it goes. I'm not going to keep critiquing it. I'm not going to keep fixing it. I'm just going to be I'm just going to trust the process. After the margarita, I had the energy. Yeah. Well, I'm going to work on having it before the margarita. Okay. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Did I answer your question? It did. It did. Give the book. Let it go. Sometimes you got to say no. That's right. Yeah. All right. Yeah. All right. Do you know how to say no? <laughs> Is this about me? <laughs> <laughs> um, I actually just learned how to say no. And I've even learned how to say no in business. Um, and I can honestly, like, honestly say, like, the money will come and go, you know. But sometimes you just don't mesh right like you don't mesh with a client or you don't mesh with a business owner and um there was a day <clears throat> where I was gonna partner with someone on something and we were talking about it and I I can honestly say I ignored the first red flag you know the first red flag I don't like when people say you know if you take care of me I'm gonna refer everybody I know you don't have to say that but whatever, this was still somebody that I thought I admired, so I went to roll with it. <clears throat> but there was this one particular day um, I was having, I needed some alone time, mm-hmm. and that was it. It was my alone time, but my phone rang at like 5 o'clock in the morning. A.M.? Yes. So as a parent, you feel like something's wrong, you know, somewhere like kids, only for me to look on my phone and see it was that person. You're calling me well outside of business hours, and you haven't even, you call me well outside of business hours. And at that moment, I was like, you know what? No. Like, screw the admiration. Forget the fact that this is something I wanted to do or the, you know, the project of of who I wanted to do it with. I made a decision to say no, despite the money, despite the opportunity, all because somebody I felt like kind of violated my boundary. And Did I they had, know they violated your boundary? Um, it was outside of business hours. We weren't on a personal tip or anything. 
Yeah. So, yeah, I feel like they did. I didn't say, hey, you violated my, my boundary. <clears throat> but I did inform this person that I no longer wanted to do business. It's just like, girl, I know you didn't call me at 5 <laughs> o'clock this morning. I said it before. I, <laughs> I said it out loud in my spirit, and then I had to clean it up when I sent the email because, no, ma'am. See, I would not have initially saw that as a violation because I know that some people are early birds. But business... No matter what time somebody get up, if you receive some papers that say, hey, these are my hours, these are not, and mm-hmm. you hit somebody up outside of those, a phone call, I can understand if it was an email. Email, I can get to that when I want. Even a text, but I ain't giving them my number. But it was just the fact that you, like, called me. Like, you called my phone outside of business hours. That was like, no. I don't care if I wake up at 3. I don't want to talk to you at 3.30. Mm-hmm. You know, that's my time. So yes, that's one of my bougie boundaries. On okay. a, on a business side, let's okay. stick to hours of operation. I'll do the same. I wouldn't even call someone or text someone after eight nine o'clock. Even one of my clients, because mm-hmm. I respect the fact that now you're with your family. It's outside of my business hours, you know. So I just want the same respect that I give you. Yeah, yeah. Period. The only thing about that with is when it comes to boundaries, sometimes people don't know that they're crossing a boundary because nobody else has told them that before. Well, that's a valid point. Or nobody else has given them the opportunity to correct it um, or said anything to them. So they're just like, what did I do wrong? So what do you say in that situation? Like, I How do you let somebody know that they crossed your bougie boundary? I say stuff like, so I don't talk on the phone while I'm getting ready in the mornings. Because I know I, I already struggle with time, so if I get sure on, do. <laughs> if I get on the phone, it's gonna slow you down. It's gonna slow me down. That's how I feel about the phone. And so I just kind of let people know that I don't talk on the phone in the mornings until I get to the car, mm-hmm. and that I just had to learn that that's what works for me. Mm-hmm. I don't care who it is. Mm-hmm. I'm, I, I'll call them when I get to the car. Hey, I was getting ready. What's up? Or, hey, you know I don't talk on the phone before 8.30, so what you doing? And just kind of let them know, like, this is kind of how I do stuff. And then after they do it again, then that's when I'm like, mm, okay, so this thing ain't going to work. Yeah, I like that. Okay. But they didn't, they didn't know. So <coughs> I don't know if that was a red flag or if that was something that you probably could have compromised. Eh. But if you got some other, if your intuition told you some other stuff, that's different. I do feel like it started with the whole treat me right and I'll tell all my friends about you, like the favoritism. Like, I, I don't do that. Like, I'm going. Oh, I'm not going to treat you right. I'm just going to process the credit card that you. Right. Like, you don't have to do all that, you know. That way we can <coughs> treat each other right because it's the kind We didn't even get that far. Okay, sorry. Sorry. Okay. Sorry. Sorry. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. What are some other ways you say no or had to have say no? I had to say no. I do not feel like that's support of my journey today. <laughs> I got that from TikTok. <laughs> right. I heard that I heard that on TikTok it was too. Perfect. Yeah, it, it is. It was perfect. Um, I have a couple of suggestions. A couple of them that I have had to say is like so one of them is 
Man, I love to be able to really help you, but I'm focusing all of my energy on what I'm personally working on. But if I know somebody who needs this service, I just definitely refer them to you. When you you made a post before Facebook jail about how you went to, you know, you went out for breakfast, brunch, and you were sitting there at the bar. Oh, my God, that sounded bad. You know where I'm trying to go with this. Mm-hmm. And so um, these ladies asked you to join them. And, you know, quite naturally, if we're in a social mood, it's like, okay, girl. But for you in a, in a situation like that to say, like, no, like, I'm enjoying my me time, like, how – liberating was that it was very very liberating because at first I was thinking like I was thinking okay what do I say because I don't want to hang out with anybody other than me right now and I don't want to fake pretend so I said first I took a breath because I have to take a breath so I can think about what I'm gonna mm-hmm. say and who's actually gonna say it like which one of my personalities are gonna respond how many do you have uh, several <laughs> <laughs> and so um I said Thank you so much for inviting me, but I made a commitment to hang out with myself today. And she was like, she said, oh, you're not lonely here. I said, lonely? (laughs) I said, do you know how tough I fool with me? I hangs with me. And see lonely. Yes. I said, do I look lonely? She was like, no. I said, right, (laughs) because I'm not alone. I'm with me. Thank you. And she just kept coming over. I was like, I'm talking to myself, self. <laughs> self said, hmm? What does she want? And then th- and there's <laughs> such a, snick, a stigma behind spending time alone in public. Like, when, like, I love, I mean, it might be the bar, but whatever. I go to the bar by myself. I take myself out to eat. Now, I haven't made it to the movie stage yet. I love going to movies. Chelsea I haven't made it to the movie too. stage yet. I'm working on it. Now, I do love going places by myself because guess what? If I change my mind. You can change your mind. You ain't got nobody to text. Like, you can literally be like, I don't want to go no more. And then you're going to be like, okay, and then won't go. But if you tell somebody, now you got to dress in the text. The text to cancel the plans. Or you're getting ready like. <laughs> or we both be looking at our phones like, like who text her? she hasn't said anything. Oh, I be waiting for the text first. So when it happened, I'll be like, she hasn't said but anything. There's no harm in it. Like we get it. <laughs> like we get it. It's okay. It ain't no subliminal friendship memes popping up on social I media. Ain't dealing with her no more because Your every real time we friends to go sh- out, she okay. canceled. Yes. Better luck next time. <laughs> <laughs> Introverts and entrepreneurs need low-maintenance friendships. Yes. Oh, my God. Yes. Low-maintenance friendships. Let's talk about it. Yes. yes. Low-maintenance friendships. That means that we can talk whenever we talk, and whenever yes. we talk, that's when we talk. And we pick up wherever we left off, no matter when we left off the last time. The end. If the I say, end. girl, I'm going to call you back, are you waiting for me to call you back? Fudge, no. I'm going to do my eyebrows. <laughs> But you a fool if you believe it. Now, speaking of friendships, I had a friend who taught me a lesson with that. I would tell her, girl, I'm going to call you right back. And she's the literal. So she was waiting for me to call her right back. And I didn't know that we had broken up because she was 
fed up with me telling her, <laughs> I'm going to call you right back. Oh, but wow. I'm just thinking that's how I get off the phone. Like that's how 90% of us Southerners get off the phone. <laughs> so I'm glad that she brought it to my attention, and I'm glad that she forgave me and gave me the opportunity to make changes because now I say, well, all right then, I'll talk to you later. I don't know when later it's going to be, <laughs> but I'm not going to call you right back. <laughs> so when I also tell people I'm going to call you right back, and I called him right back, I'd be like, <laughs> You didn't think I was going to call you right back? Yes, <laughs> When I tell Chelsea I'm going to call her right back, she moves on with her life. With her life. When I call her right Gains back. a new pastime. She be, she be like, Hello? <laughs> <laughs> Well, why you calling me? Like, I said I was going to call you right back. Uh, I didn't know you were telling the truth. <laughs> that's one of them good white lies that's going to slide by when we get to heaven. Right. So I had <laughs> I'm going to call you back. I had to stop saying I'm going to call you right back unless I plan to call oh, you right, right back. back. And so now I say, well, okay then, girl, bye. <laughs> <laughs> Because I don't want to create any expectations. Yes. And, and see, like for me, it would be answering the phone. 98% of the time, I'm not I'm not going to answer. I, I'm not going to answer the phone. But yet, some friends get it. They don't call. Or they only call when they're going straight to the point. The others, they call every day. And you sit there and you watch me. I pick up your call. I can't do it. That's, my friendship <laughs> requires... Minimum phone conversations. Yeah. But unlimited means. Unlimited means. Make me laugh, but via text. <laughs> I Is this textable? <laughs> I, I have a confession. I struggle with answering the phone as a business owner. I don't think that's a struggle. You know what it is? Let me tell you what it is. Let me break it down for tell you. Tell me. As an entrepreneur, uh-huh. if you struggle with answer the phone, it's because you were meant to be inaccessible. I'm talking billionaire status, okay? Don't you feel bad for not picking up when your 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 brand and your business is centered around being as less accessible as possible? Can you call Mr. Gucci and get him on the phone when you need a new scarf? No, you can't. Is that still a good business? Yes, it is. It's called leveling up your billionaire status. So I am the Beyonce of therapists. You are the Beyonce of therapists. I just need to drop an album. Monyonce. And I'm going to be your backup dancer. Because I'm trying to do it like Unrobotically. <laughs> <laughs> Un- unroboticized. Leave the robotics at the house. <laughs> at the house. Okay, so um, some other ways to say no. I'm afraid I'm not going to be able to participate. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> no, I liked it, but I was thinking about the receiving. If I got a text, like, you can't be mad. You no, can't be mad. No. Like, mm, you can't be mad. I like that. I want to put that in my phone. Yes. I want to put that in my phone. Um, I'm using it. Or you could just say, ooh. No, thanks. I won't be able to make it. I have something planned for that day. I want to try that. 
One of my, I got one. One of my friends, she's really good. She's really good at saying no. I admire her ability to say no. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> this particular day, someone asked her about attending the event. It's like, hey, so and so, can you come to this event? And she was like, immediately, no, I'm not gonna be able to make it. I'm busy that weekend. And the girl replied and was like, it's a Monday. <laughs> it's so shit. She had to use, she had to refer back to her list of no's to add another response, but it tickled me because that would be me. Like, oh, no, I'm going to be busy that Friday, but it'd be like a Tuesday. <laughs> be like, yeah, I'm going to be busy that day. Just got to leave it at day because you yeah. don't know what day it is if they give you a, a date. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But that's going to be, that's me. I'm working on that. I've gotten better, but, you know, work in progress. Yeah. Work in progress. Yeah. Yeah. Because if you say <clears throat> yes to them, what are you saying no to for yourself? And that's what matters. Like, I don't like putting on pants before two. So. If it's going to require pants before two. It's like, uh, uh, yeah. pants, no pants. Do you have anything available around three? <laughs> <laughs> no, darn. Yeah. Not going to be able to. Not going to be able to Not going to be able to that. make that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, let's see. Another one is, unfortunately, it's not a good time for me. Oh, ooh. Ooh, I got I got a question for you. I have had people reach out to me to ask about session fees. How much do I charge? I lead with how much I charge. <clears throat> I lead with my fees before I even ask them anything else. Because they've gotten the courage to call to ask for therapy. And so I don't want them to have to tell their whole story only to find out that I'm outside of their budget. Mm-hmm. So I lead with fees. Um, and so I've had people ask me about fees. Just recently I had some, I, I do um, licensed clinical social work supervision. And so I had somebody ask about supervision or internship, and I told them that I, you know, all my slots were full. They never responded back. They didn't say, thank you, I appreciate it, or okay, or nothing. Mm-hmm. No response at all. The same thing happens when people ask me what my fees are. And so I'll say, hey, my session fee for individuals is $150, and for couples is 200 And then the conversation dies. Like, it's nothing. It. You don't say anything else. And that's kind of frustrating for me, but I do know that it's a part of the culture. So... People are afraid to say, wow, that's outside of my budget. <clears throat> I practice saying it. Mm-hmm. I wanted these glitter cups that, that were customized glitter cups. I think they were $150 or $200. I said, ooh, that's more than I am willing to spend, but I love your cups. Good luck with everything. And and that's that should be appreciate it like I now will say it took me to become like a business owner to be able to reply um because even when I seek products or services and it's outside of my budget the even though no one's obligated to respond I still want you to know like hey I might check you out later when I got the funds or not in my budget right now but I'm still gonna show your stuff or Mm -hmm. I appreciate like you know that's like just an act of courtesy and it only takes two seconds but it does require a little bit of humility yeah something that a lot of people lack but even though that person can't miss what they ain't had it's still just polite to say you know what hey 
I just can't afford it right now. Or I can't do it right now, but I'll get back with you, you know, like that. <clears throat> so sometimes saying no means, oh, wow, uh, that's outside of my budget or that's more than I'd like to pay. Mm-hmm. And so when somebody tells me that, I have a list of referrals for them. Mm-hmm. But if they don't respond, then I stop responding also. Mm-hmm. Because just because you can't come to see me, if you're interested in coming to therapy, I still want to help you get what you need, mm-hmm. even if it's not through me. me. Right. And, and that's how I am. Like, you came to me in need of a service. If I'm unable to help you, that doesn't mean that I still don't want you to get that help. Like, let me right. refer you to someone that possibly can. Right. You know. It means I kill. Yeah. <laughs> I'm feeling the buzz. You feeling it? Probably because my cup was bigger than yours. No, ma'am. I gave you that cup and poured less. No, ma'am. I just, <laughs> I was a little thirsty. I'm a little thirsty. <laughs> Did you have another question for me or was that Kind of, sort of. On the topic of that, but on the personal side, um, <clears throat> you said how you lead with fees. I believe in leading with information period so that people can make an informed decision on whether they want to move forward Mm -hmm. so one thing um like with dating um i lead with certain information when people try to dive in my dms but um and so i'm not gonna lie like i haven't trolled a time or two because i do what's troll you know when you kind of you're kind of being funny you're you're being serious but you're being funny so for me, I lead with uh, I'm a gold digger. <laughs> like when you, hey, little mama, how gold you doing? Or gold. Gold. Okay. Gold. G-O-L-D. I want your pockets. Yeah. So when you inbox me and you, you know, trying to make your move or whatever, or you're saying something that I might find a little bit like, eh, we ain't on the same scale. I let them know like, hey, thank you for saying I'm pretty. Um, but I have been told that I am a gold digger, so I want to say this, you know, on the front end. And then they say, okay, cool. Sometimes they say, are you serious? Um, but I believe, I'm a firm believer in leading with the fees. Mm-hmm. And on my, on my personal side of things, I lead with that. Mm-hmm. I'm a gold digger. Business side, 99 an hour. For my consultations. Lead with it so that you can make an informed decision. But on that personal side, <clears throat> it'd be kind of funny. I'm not going to lie. To tell people like, hey, thanks for saying I'm pretty. I'm a gold digger. You know. <laughs> now, if you continue this conversation, that's on you. <laughs> that's on you. What's your intention? What's the message you want people to get, when guys to get when you say that? I want them to... I want them to... I want them to run. Because if you run then, then you're probably going to save me a lot of months down the line. But I I feel like, now, of course, you know, I do elaborate a little bit on that. But if you run with that, I feel like I just dodged a bullet. bullet. Mm-hmm. Because most men that have the mindset of providing their woman security and safety, which also includes financial, mm-hmm. um, they're not bothered by that. And I've seen a difference. Mm-hmm. Some guys say, are you serious? Some guys be like, you know, okay, cool. Because they are the ones that know, you know, <clears throat> not necessarily searching for gold, but there are some things that are required. Yeah. So my only thing with that is you have to, 
you have to consider the intellectual status or the intellectual that capacity most, of the yes, person. I agree with you on that. Because they don't, you know, they may not understand that I'm joking, but I'm serious. <laughs> for real right but if they are on that they don't really know any better type stuff they would think oh she's trying to use me she's trying to take advantage of me right and, I know and those be the ones that are wrong because i watch a lot of paternity court <laughs> i love paternity court <laughs> it's like the, it should be on a cable okay <laughs> and you know, guys are always talking about she tried to pin a baby on me because she a gold digger. But you ain't got no gold, though. Like, that's, and that is the part that gets me. So you're if you're worried offended, about me using you and taking advantage of you, and you don't, you don't have, have anything for me to take advantage to of. To dig. <laughs> but you're like, but if I did have it, she be trying to take it. <laughs> mm. My condom shop. Mm. That's the one. Mm. That also has an issue with the gold digger phrase. That car always in the shop. What if you changed it to gold digger? I use because it would confuse gold them. Gold digger. It's really challenging to be in a relationship with an entrepreneur. You think so? It is. You think we that bad? No, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think we're that bad. I think we're that misunderstood. I can understand that. When I was married to an entrepreneur, I totally misunderstood him. But And we talked about this recently. He said, oh, now you in my arena. Now you understand. Now you see. But the conclusion we came to was he didn't know how to explain it to me in ways that I could understand. Mm -hmm. and, but it was also because he was younger. Mm -hmm. He was just like, well, this what this what it is. Uh, but you got two households. Like, you have two women that you're trying to take care of, and you're not doing so good at it. But he had to Metaphorically grow. speaking. Right. <laughs> he he had to grow, and once I got out here, now I'm just like, ooh. Yeah, that's what that was. About that. Yeah, so, hey, uh, I got one more thing I need to apologize for. <laughs> <laughs> so do you think, like, do you think it's possible for entrepreneurs to have, like, successful relationships? Yes. Does it require a certain caliber of person? I think it requires a certain intellectual status, the intellectual capacity. Because even with me, um, when I started dating exclusively this past year, it was a struggle for him because he thought that when I post stuff about relationships and trauma, that it was about us. Yeah. He even, his friends would be like, hey, man, y'all straight. What's up? What's going on with y'all? Uh, nothing. Mm -hmm. <laughs> well, why am I told you posting about this? And why she, because that's what she does. If you look at her page for the past five years, that's what she has talked about because yeah. she's talking to her target audience and she knows that most of the people who, come to her are from Facebook and that they have developed some type of rapport with her. I, yes, I can post it on my business page, but most people don't care about business pages. They want to know who are you because mm -hmm. they they're purchasing from you. you and not necessarily the products or service that you're providing. Right. So I'm not talking about our relationship. I'm talking about relationships. <laughs> I'm not talking about us because we're good. 
So being able to have conversations where you can process those things and help the other person know that this is not related to us. Mm -hmm. This ain't got nothing to do with us. Mm -hmm. It requires a certain level of emotional maturity Mm -hmm. as well. So um, I can only imagine what it's like dating a celebrity. I mean, a more celebrity. Because we're like C-list celebrities. Right. People see us out and like want to like, Get a strength and right, stuff. like you're the girl from Bougie Black Therapist yeah. podcast. Yeah, because you have like 85 subscribers, right? It should be up to like 90 by now. Are we getting close to this headstand? <laughs> I said if I get a hundred a hundred subscribers, I almost said prescribers. Yeah, I heard it. <laughs> 12 more I need you guys to call y'all like favorite cousins share the link we need 12 more subscribers I'm going to do a headstand uh, who would want to see her do a headstand we just need 12 more share the link yeah share right now on Facebook right I now I think I need some it. balloons too that says yeah. 100 but not not the K yeah, just, just the one. We can do that. We can do that. Call the secretary. <laughs> we can do that. Right. Yeah. Um. So what do you, what are some issues that you come up with with entrepreneurs and their relationships? Because it is a part of the business. Okay. Um. Although I, like I do tend to cater to the female audience of entrepreneurs. However, I still have a few guys here and there that have, you know, been with me along the way, so they still will utilize my services. Um, when I get in, when I get involved with a client that has like a spouse, girlfriend, boyfriend, whatever, um, I try to, <clears throat> I've learned to, well, it's kind of complimentary, but I like to meet them. Like and that like to meet the significant other. Yes, because in the past there's been situations where I've been working like solely with my client, but their significant other may have an influence on their decision making, mm-hmm. or they may hear like, "Oh, it's a girl that you're working with." Mm-hmm. Oh no, you know, like this, or even for the guys. Like I had one guy, we couldn't really com, like we really couldn't build that client business relationship because he was not. Um, he didn't want to meet with me unless his girlfriend was there. Mm-hmm. But if she's always busy and unavailable, how am I going to meet with you to give you the results you need? That you, so that stuff doesn't work. So typically a lot of people I meet um, understand, like, if we get to that point, and I know that you have, like, a significant other, I don't mind, like, going to dinner, you know, so we can discuss your business plans over dinner, but mm-hmm. with that person, because I need them to see, you know, I'm, yes, I'm a girl, but whether you... The, and I'm cute. <laughs> and I, my booty I'm, being... I'm here for the invoice. I'm strictly here for the invoice, even if you have to pay it. Okay. You want me to email it to you? Because I'm like, you know... I don't like when anything comes, I don't like when a relationship can have an effect on the results that I can provide for a client. Mm-hmm. So if it means we got to go hang out or this person got to meet me or I got to CC them or email, whatever it takes for their comfort, because at the end of the day, I've learned their comfortability will determine if you will keep paying me. Yeah. And so if we got to go juck and jive for a good old dinner date, hey, let's do it. But I'm not doing anything now beyond my means mm-hmm. i'm not necessarily gonna kiss no butt but i will give this person the opportunity to meet me as well right but um i 
Yeah, that has always been a struggle department. You know, if you were ugly, you wouldn't have those issues. Right. And if, like, I just went so, like, I'm so fine. I'm just so <laughs> thick. And I'm so famous on social media. That's what it is. I have had that issue, too. And it sucks. And I, <clears throat> I know that when I have a new couple that's coming to see me, I have to dress down. And that makes it's sense. unfortunate, but I I do I can't have on too much makeup. I can't have on clothes that are fitting too much because I have to cater to what makes the woman possibly feel comfortable with her man being in the room with me. Mm-hmm. Um, I've even had a, a a scenario where the guy and the girl they come in the office. She's sitting here. He's sitting here, but he's turned towards her, and I'm sitting here. Well, after the session, she says, well, since you stared at the therapist the whole time we was there, how about you just go out with her? Aren't we here to be helped? (laughs) That's stressful. He didn't look at me. He was of course at not. her, but, you but know, that gave me yeah. insight, though, because the fact that he came in and <clears throat> set it up that way let me know that this was an issue that they've had before mm-hmm. that's not related to the therapy session. Mm-hmm. But I get to see how they engage each other and how she gaslights him, but he didn't realize that's what she was doing. She was mm-hmm. gaslighting him. He's like, no, I was looking at you the whole time. But the fact that you know you can't look at me is the issue. It's not about the therapist. Mm-hmm. It's about her and you, and it's about her not being honest. Mm-hmm. It's about her gaslighting you, and it's about you accommodating to her red flags with trying to make it work. And sometimes it just doesn't. But, yeah, I can see that's it. And that's frustrating, and those are the little quirky things that we have to deal with in business. Things that you don't learn <coughs> in school or mm-hmm. in a training session. Yes, yes. Things that you literally have to pick up along the way, especially if you are of service to the opposite gender. Yeah. Yeah. I, I even learned um, from the entrepreneur that I used to be married to. Um, he said that he's a barber, so he said that he cuts hair for the woman, not for the actual client. Because if the client goes home and his woman says, ooh, baby, you look so good, he said, my job is done. He coming back. I can agree with him on that. With my, with my, <laughs> with my last relationship, I, of course, don't know the terminology, but I was like, your line not crispy. And if it wasn't crispy, he would not go back to that person. He would go to another barber, and I'd be like, yeah, that's not crispy. Yeah, yeah. Don't yeah, go back cr- to him. Go back to him. Keep going way. back to yeah. him. <laughs> <laughs> and that is another situation where you're catering to the significant other because, baby, look, haircut got to be crispy. Yeah. yeah. Period, poo. So when somebody who's <clears throat> an individual comes to therapy for me, I ask them, how is your partner engaging or interacting with you now that you're paying more attention to taking care of yourself. Mm -hmm. So if their partner is more pleased, then I know we're headed down the right path. I even have one person that says, ooh, uh, their significant other says, it's been a while since you've been to therapy. Uh, 
Let me give you some money so you can go see Montoya. Period, poo. I like that. And I'm like, okay. Cater to my mental wellness, Thank baby. You. <laughs> Cater to my mental wellness. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So what else do we need to talk about, Chelsea? What else? What else do we need to discuss? <sighs> oh, did we talk about last time doing business with friends? Um, we we hit on it. We can always we well, touched on it a little bit. We touched on it. What do you think about bartering for business? Um, with bartering, I feel that it is okay if everybody's benefiting. Um, I know I hate how bartering is supposed to be a good thing, a beautiful thing, and I understand that even with the most beautiful thing, people can kind of mess it up. But now it's to the point where if both parties don't benefit, then I'm not for it. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think, like, no. Um, just because I mean that's not bartering. Yeah, but a lot of people would try the whole like, if you make this flyer for me, I'll shout you out on Instagram. No, I don't need exposure. Right, like, and they feel like that is a perfect barter type deal, and I'm like, your clients aren't even my clientele. <laughs> right, like everybody's not benefiting. Screw the shout out, you know. I don't. What's a shout out? But people will look at that like, oh, that person didn't want to barter with me. No, that person just didn't want to get played. So I do feel that it's possible to have a bartering situation to where everybody gains value. Mm-hmm. So um, I occasionally will barter, but I do lead with what do you need? And in relation to that person's needs, what can I gain from them? Mm-hmm. And so that I can get some from them, they can get some from me. But you being selfish. Mm-hmm. You being selfish by acting like, what can you gain from helping me? What you mean? I'm just speaking metaphorically. Oh. Oh. Okay, I can't even say what you mean. <laughs> um, and see, and that's why there you aren't many selfish. successful bartering situations. Mm-hmm. Because it also requires something you said earlier. It also requires a certain level of what? Intellectual capability. That is capability. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because if we don't even have the same mindset, you're not even going to propose the same opportunity that I would for you. Yeah. And I've also had people say, <clears throat> um, you should want to help people anyway, especially as a therapist. You did hit on that, and I was still nervous and, like, shy. But I want to talk about that now. Okay. I really wish I was in that group. Simply put, you're not going to guilt trip me to discount or give away services when just I have a family to provide for, just like I still want to help as well. But people get confused with the whole just because we have a passion or an expertise in something that we don't want to make a living for. You mm-hmm. can't guilt trip me mm-hmm. to give away anything for free when I still have to provide for my own. Mm-hmm. That doesn't work. One of the best places to see that play out is pastors. Um, because he's the pastor of the church, he should be doing it for free. And he shouldn't have a great quality of life because he's working for the Lord. So the Lord should be able to, to provide for him and not the church. And on the, and that's one thing that gets me often. Lord knows I go to bedside Baptist, but I still believe in the fact of why have people associated like Christianity with poverty. Like, why is it that the pastor has to struggle because maybe you're struggling? 
Like they're they're serving a job. They're doing a job. Yeah. They're doing a service. They're it's providing a lot of work. You a service. And I don't want to say you're paying for it, which is a simple fact of just because you have a calling to do something doesn't mean you're supposed to do it for free. Right. We we got that calling from God. Right. I don't think God wanted us to struggle with it. Or suffer to be able to That's serve you. Suffer. I'm not going to suffer to be able to serve you. The last time I did that, last time I did that. You had to eat your Bible? I have one yet. <laughs> right. But, uh, <laughs> How many calories is the Bible? <laughs> my heart because like especially like with therapy going to church or even any like service-based businesses just because there there is a just because you still have a scarcity mindset mm. don't mean that i'm supposed to starve myself to be of service to you mm. period when i learned the difference between scarcity and poverty it was as if the sun came out uh, mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> I need to drink to this twirl. <laughs> twirl. <laughs> and then it became very, very challenging to be around people who have a scarcity mindset. Mm-hmm. It became very challenging to be friends with people who have a scarcity mindset. When I left the the hospital that I was working for, mm-hmm. I was so drained from the scarcity mindset of the people that worked there Mm -hmm. that it was emotionally exhausting and it was sad to watch. So when I left and people said, Oh, she left a good government job, the good government G U B M I N T. (laughs) (laughs) But I have made more money Period. And had more time. Less stress. No panic attacks. More martinis. Sleep all night long. Edge is still late. And I don't get ta- attacked to go into work. Yes. It's not the dread of, here we go again. Right. And what I'm going to have to deal with today. And recently, I heard that one of the people who was my supervisor said, Oh, Montoya's not going to survive. She'll be back begging for a job. Can I cuss? (laughs) Look at us now. (laughs) Is she back begging for a job? I bet not. When somebody says application, I feel a little vomit in my throat. Like Like a little bit. Application for what? Like uh, to apply my makeup or to fill out an application? (laughs) Because if I got to fill out an application, ugh. Gross. And those are people that deflect their insecurities on you because they saw the potential. Tap your neighbor and say potential. Potential. They saw the potential that you possibly didn't even see at the time you decided to take that leap. Correct. Effect. Absolutely. Yeah. And they've always seen my potential. They saw it more than I did. And that's normally how it and goes. Every people opportunity will see it before you they do. got, they tried to put my lights out. And I'm just like, well, what did I do wrong? Nothing other than show up. Period, poo. And be your authentic self. Yeah. And be complimented for it from the universe financially, mentally, spiritually, and emotionally. All that. We do not have to be poor 
to be givers. It goes back to the codependency stuff. Codependent people set themselves on fire to keep others warm. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> and they continue to burn to a crisp. And then when you burn to a crisp, the people that you kept warm be like, Oh, man, she burned. Dang. Okay, well, we need to go find another fire. Right. <laughs> well, that's self. All right, everybody, let's go this way. <laughs> You're like, hey, what about me, you yeah. guys? And that's exactly how that and is. And they say, you can't serve us anymore, so we don't have a need for you. And that literally goes back to, like, business. Like, people want the business owner to service their friends and family at a discount. But then when that business don't make any money, it's, well, you should have never left that good job anyway. No, I should have been. You, I knew you weren't going to make it. Right. If you gave that same energy to spend some money, and that's the reason I teach everybody, your friends and family are not your target they audience. Unless you started your business to cater to your friends and family, or not. Ain't nobody did that. And let them off, let them off the hook mm-hmm. from having to be your target audience. Mm-hmm. Because what you have to offer may not be something that they're interested in. And then what you have to offer and how you want to offer it, they might not be your audience. Mm-hmm. Like people spend so much time, you know, with the social media bashing. And I get it. In the beginning of business, I felt the attack too. But that mindset shift of, hey, they're kind of not my target audience anyway, so I kind of don't care. Even if it's a, somebody, you know, a friend or a family supporting a business that's similar to yours, they we still have different target audience. They may have a different process, a different workflow, a different whatever. Or some kind of loyalty to somebody mm-hmm. else. So they, and I that's can't like, do okay. business with you because this is my friend and I'm loyal to her. And that is, baby, it, it, it's perfectly bad. Yeah, I don't perfectly. want you to be over here anyway because <laughs> right. I don't want you to mess up your loyalty because I can't give you that kind of it, support. Um, you, you might want to go over there. <laughs> <laughs> you might want to go over there. And their prices are way more affordable than mine are. So I want you to do what you can afford Ooh, to do. Oh, and that's the one. Affordable and reasonable. Not me. If, I'm not if, affordable and I'm not reasonable. If somebody tag and say, "Oh, tag an affordable or reasonable business that do X, Y, Z," don't don't tag me with five stars <laughs> in top tier service. But I only got twenty dollars. No, available on me. Saturdays and Sundays <laughs> and after hours. And I need their baby's phone number just in case they don't answer the phone when I call. I inboxed her on Messenger <laughs> two days ago and she hadn't responded yet. <laughs> yeah. keep those <laughs> affordable reasonable please don't tag me no, I, no. What, what does that mean we don't even know what that means oh yeah we do know what that means oh, that God. means that we need a discount price affordable and reasonable and I'm, I'm, I'm actually an advocate for that but know your audience know your target audience right. I am not her audience for a $200 glitter tumbler I'm not a part of your target audience mm-hmm. I don't have $200 of disposable income to pay towards a water bottle. And at the end of the day, that's like, okay, but you know. And I just wish other people, like the whole affordable, reasonable. No, you can't even find the word affordable on my website. I had somebody who broke up with me because I wouldn't cut her a deal on therapy sessions. So you so you want to let her cry at a discount? No. 
No, I'm like, trying not to laugh, y'all. That's why I look, <laughs> that's why I look down. Because it be the audacity. Like, how you mad at me because I don't want to... How you mad at me because I don't want to cut back on my prices for you? Like, who are you? But you be I bragging. My you mama's bragging. And she still get a full price charge, period. <sighs> can't. I don't care. I don't care. Now, only... Now, if my granny wanted to start a business, okay, I'd do that for different. free. That'll but my different. mama, cousin, auntie, I don't care. If you can't miss because you know I'm the shiznit and you finna pay for it or you go on about your day because the moment I give you a discount, now I'm working for you instead of me being of service to you. Mm-hmm. Those are two different things. Can't do it. And one of the reasons why I don't accept insurance is because it it attracts a certain caliber of person. Mm-hmm. The people who um, pay... <clears throat> are way more invested in their healing and they're way more invested in the outcome of our sessions. So not only is it holding them accountable, but it's also holding me accountable as a person that shows up for them. Mm -hmm. So we're both invested in this time Mm -hmm. and neither of us are doing each other a favor by being here. I remember right when I was like leaving corporate, my, one of my last managers told me, um, because we continued to talk after I started my business. And she was like, why don't you charge for consultations? I'm like, I'm just trying to bring people in. You know, and one thing she said was if a person's not willing to pay or invest for your time, they're not going to pay you for your service. Mm-hmm. And so do you know how many times I have set up consultations for people that never showed? Because why? They didn't invest in it. They're not invested in it. And and that's one thing I've learned. If you're not even willing to pay me for my time, you're not gonna pay me for my services. Mm-hmm. And that is how you you separate the crowd. Yeah. 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 Hmm. So you said there was a story behind you taking your bring your sunglasses. It was. And I was so glad that I was able to pull them off. But um, I just want to tell y'all about the Holy Trinity and not the one that you learn in church. Um, <clears throat> well, everyone knows, anybody that does business with me, we have a celebratory martini during consultations. If we're doing one-on-one sessions, we might have a little drink or two. So this particular day, the day before Thanksgiving, <laughs> I was trying to handle one more client before the holiday, and we made drinks. And I made a Henny drink. I don't drink Henny. Like, I haven't had Henny in maybe 10 years when I lost my rental car key. Whatever. Um, so, had a little drink. I'm like, this is not bad. Okay. It's not bad. Okay. Left my clients. Went to do, like, a little Friendsgiving with my friends. And I had my Tito's, unpaid spokesperson for Tito's. Um, had my Tito's. Tito's makes me itch. But okay, Tito keep going. makes me just love my life. Like if I say I love my life, take me home. <laughs> <laughs> but um, you know, had my little <laughs> like lemon drink. She's over her limit. Yeah, like she's loving everybody. Time to go. <laughs> <laughs> and it was not, you know, a few, one or two, boop, boop, you know. But then on my way home, I'm like, let's leave Moon Dancing, go to the coastal. You haven't seen them in a while. And they were like, and I, I even told them everything I had. I was like, you know, I want a, I want a margarita. They was like, okay. I said, but do the, the Casamigos. All the young people like that. All the young people like the Casamigos. You're not one of the young people anymore? No, I'm considered auntie, baby. Oh. I'm considered auntie. 
didn't know. And so I guzzled that margarita home. I'm down. And then I went home. And when I woke up, one of my eyelashes was gone. And I had a plate of onion rings with barbecue sauce, which means I had plans to eat. And I've been just gaining clues for the last 24 hours on everything that happened to me. So when I got up Thursday for Thanksgiving. It's like a reverse drunk scavenger hunt. It literally, <laughs> it literally was. Because on my way here, I saw a receipt in my car that somebody wrote on the back. And I was like, another clue. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> now I understand why I had barbecue sauce on my plate. <laughs> so I had my glasses on because it was still too bright up in this good old studio for me. But um, yeah, my my Thanksgiving Eve was I'll never do the Holy Trinity again. Okay. Oh my God, Tito's, Casamigos, and the Henny. I need to try Casamigos. No, you don't. It's, it's wonderful. It's very smooth. Don't get me wrong. And that's what got me. The smoothness. I had another one. It's like the it's like the Fendi of Casamica. I mean tequila. Is it expensive? Yeah. You gotta be a baller to get it. No, you have to be a You gotta yeah. be like a single woman with money. Yeah. Or really oh, I'm not gonna say that. <laughs> or or gold digger. <laughs> How do you know so much about them, Chelsea, who is 20, 22? 22. So yeah. you've only been Explain. legally drinking more. for a year. How do you know? Casamigos haven't been out that long. Oh. <laughs> I'm going to tell your daddy on you. <laughs> and I'm a co sign. You like you know this girl be drinking. <laughs> I don't and know not, where she get that from. Not the whale stuff. She do the top shelf shawty. Yeah, so you know she got some money. <laughs> oh, cause she not drinking blue top. <laughs> <laughs> but do you even know what blue top is? She has no idea what blue top is. <laughs> That it is that it's down there. Oh my god! Yeah, you got an Everclear store, blue blue top I got stories. Plenty of blue top stories. Ooh, blue top took us through there. A gallon cost seven dollars and ninety nine cents. Ball out! You literally yes. could ball out. Imagine yes. having blue top at a bar in these times. You literally you can buy drinks for everybody. Shoot the club up. <laughs> <laughs> no pun intended. <laughs> To give people gifts, <laughs> blue top for Christmas, blue top for everybody. A bow. I'm gonna put a bow on it. Mad, Mad Dog took me through there back in my young day. I can't believe I'm considered auntie now. Watch it. <laughs> like, I'm really auntie. <laughs> but, but, you, but you're the cool auntie. Am the, I one, the, cool aunt? the one that Not everybody really tells secrets cool to. The bougie auntie that drives their you want luxury vehicle. You gotta do the little hand. You gotta slide it. Yeah. That don't that don't tell your mama I gave it to you, because you know your mama take it. Chelsea, go to the store and get some bread. You got some money. <laughs> but no, I we saw, got, we I got saw someone gave time. you twenty dollars. What's your cash app? I know you young people you cash. 
I'm the auntie. I love being an auntie. I like being an auntie. I'm just, I'm not, I'm, I'm, I just ain't accepted it though. I'm an auntie. Like when you do a dance and you hear a young person say, oh, they doing it the old school way. I stopped. I stopped. What, what do you mean the old school way? I'm still young. Fruitful. <laughs> are you, but are you multiplying? I am not <laughs> multiplying. I'm Serena well, Williams. Me. Don't play with me. I'm Serena Williams. <laughs> so you're that auntie. <laughs> But you've always been like the grandma or the more mature, responsible one. I had a video in my phone where we were being immature and she was being mature. (laughs) (laughs) Wait a minute. That's gross. (laughs) (laughs) So when it comes to a function, what auntie are you? I am, um, I think that I'm the rich, I'm a combination of auntie. Okay. I'm like the rich auntie. Who went to, I didn't go to a HBCU, mm-hmm. but I did go to college. You're the rich auntie that went to college. Yeah. Yes. I'm the one that gives $20 to everybody for Christmas. Yeah. But I'm, I'm also the cool auntie, though, because I, I keep secrets. You keep secrets. Yeah. 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 Is it because of your line of work? No, I think it's because they trust that I'm going to not tell. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I'm I'm the the, I think I'm the. The auntie that come up and get everybody tipsy, and I'm ready to go. Like, social battery goes, hew, in about an hour. I get you crump, and then I'm rolling. You won't mm. even see me. I don't say bye. I don't say bye. I just go. Hey, they, they're like, where's Simone go? Go! Somebody acted it out one day. I was so tickled. They was like, you literally come in, turn everybody up, and you slip out the back door. That's me. I'm that auntie. And then you be at home. At home. About time they ask me where you at. <laughs> mm. Okay, so one more thing. I um used to go to uh, Golden Gate, and one of the things that the pastor talked about was how we have to you have to do a yearly assessment of your friendships mm-hmm. to see who goes where in your life. Are these people able to continue to go on the track of growth with you? Um, have these people reached their capacity with you? Um, are these people actually not on your team and you didn't realize it? And so do you ever do an assessment of your friendships to see how you need to categorize people? I believe <clears throat> that my, for years, I always felt like once you, like, make a friend, they're supposed to be, like, with you forever. But it wasn't until I started establishing boundaries that I learned that hey everybody's not supposed to go because like it used to be to a point where um if me and a friend were at odds I am always trying to figure it out or resolve it or sometimes just not realize the fact that hey that season has passed Mm -hmm. so I think now that I've gotten better at my bougie boundaries Mm -hmm. um that also comes with an assessment of is this person still in their season in your life? Mm. And sometimes they can still be 
like my friend, but we've had to change the dynamics of how close they are to me. Mm-hmm. You know, so um, I, I believe I believe now that I do the assessments, and it saves a lot of disappointment and heartache. You know, when you've learned people's place in your life. Yeah, <coughs> I agree. One of the episodes we talked about, um, we talked about how to be an introverted business owner. That's your home church. But how do we, how does an introvert keep up, build a village, basically? A village of support or clients? Of support or just, you know, like you, how you have to have a person in every different area. Mm -hmm. How do you build a village? But, because it's kind of hard for me to kind of meet new people, and then stay on track with those relationships without falling off because I don't like the the fact of holding myself accountable with having to interact all the time. Um, I'm really big on, and I learned this in church, but I'm really big on church. Yes, I did, and I like it. <laughs> <laughs> Cut! Okay, no. I'm a really big on meeting people where they are. Like, meet me where I am when you come into my life, and I will meet you where you are. And when you meet me where I am, you will see that I mean well, but I'm low maintenance. I'll be there for you, but I might not always answer the phone. Like, it's not necessarily about people coming into your life as a friend and trying to, I guess, like, change who you are. But if you are able, and not in a complacent kind of way, but if you're able to meet me where I am and understand that some things are just okay and we're still able to build a friendship around that, that's cool. Um, But I know that if I make a friend or an acquaintance that requires more than I can give, I'm not going to feel bad. I just know that they're not a part of my village. But even as an introvert, which I am, um, I've learned that being an introvert is not a bad thing, Mm -hmm. and it's okay, and I just have to add people to my village that understand that. Like, I'm not going to explain to you why I don't feel like talking on the phone. I'm not going to explain to you why I probably hadn't checked on you in three days. And I require other friends that understand the same thing. And that's how I build my village, personal and professional. So let's talk about, I don't know if we talked about (coughs) this before, but the difference between an introvert and extrovert. Because a lot of, because people confuse being an introvert with being socially awkward or having social anxiety. And if you think of your energy or your spirit as a rechargeable battery, introverts, their battery is recharged by being alone, by not having to give to other people and not having to babysit somebody else's feelings. Introverts are, our battery is recharged from us being in serene environments. I was waving it at Lucy. Hey, Lucy. Hey, Lucy. Okay. Um, and extroverts, batteries recharge from being around people. They need the energy of other people to help recharge their rechargeable battery. Mm-hmm. Um, ambiverts do both, depending on what they got going on in life. And so what I try to help people understand is, you need to know who you are and how you are so you can help people better be in relationship with you. Mm-hmm. I like that. The, the confusion <clears throat> with extroverts is they feel like introverts should be like them. Or introverts feel like the extroverts should be like them. 
But if we say, hey, this is how we are, this is what we're going to do, and this is how we're going to do things, it makes things a lot easier for you to be in relationship with each other. Mm-hmm. The thing about introverts, what I've had to learn, Chelsea, is you have to decide to be intentional and you have to decide to do certain things to help maintain relationships that are important to you. You don't get to use the fact that you're an introvert as an excuse because once you know you are, then it's your responsibility to help try to foster relationships that are comfortable for you and for the other people because it's important to you. Like with, instead of me saying, I'm going to call you right back, (laughs) I have to be like, well, all right, girl, it was good talking to you. I guess I'll talk to you another time. Versus saying, I'm going to call you right back. Because that was what's important to her. And it didn't really take a whole lot of energy, and I didn't have to resort to, that's just how I am. Mm-hmm. But because I care about <clears throat> her and her relationship was important to me to try to figure it out. So being an introvert, you have to decide to be intentional on how you're going to engage and do life with other people. And if they're just too much, if they're high maintenance for you, you just be like, girl, <laughs> This is a lot for me. Um, yeah, this this ain't working for me. Mm-hmm. And release people to the universe. Yep. Well, I'm going to call you back. You're still nurturing, huh? Yeah. Once you step into the road to recovery, yeah, uh, you'll see the shift. You still can care. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Still have feelings, but you've learned to utilize the word like, eh, not right now. Yeah, this doesn't work for me. Yeah. <coughs> and and stand firm on it because people will say, "Well, my life is horrible because you won't do what I need you to do." And all them times I done been there for you when you and little Ray Ray and did it that that guilt trip stuff. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. I, I ain't treat you like that. I was there for you. Well, whoopsie for you. Yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, you did that because that was what you wanted to do. Not Allegedly. because what I asked you to. Yeah. And always and never are actually not real words because don't they like don't really happen. I try not to use them because. They're not, they're not real. Yeah. There's no such thing as always and never. I mean, in some cases it is. Um. <laughs> So, to see if she said, I'm 100% extrovert until my feelings get hurt, then I'm out. Yeah, so one thing that I try to talk to people about is having emotional agility. Um, When our feelings get hurt, it's usually because we expect us from other people. And when we don't get us from other people, then our feelings are definitely hurt because our intentions are good and in some way they crushed us. Now, if it was a red flag person or somebody that crossed the boundary, I definitely understand. Mm -hmm. Um, But communication is hard. It is. Communicating your feelings and your emotions and communicating your boundaries is hard Mm -hmm. because we don't like how people respond to them or if they respond. That is true. So, yeah, getting to know yourself is hard. It is. Mm-hmm. Still learning. One thing I've learned about getting to know yourself, though, is people who lie to themselves, I decrease my expectations of them. That's a new one for me. Because if you will lie to you, 
you most definitely you don't tell, tell a tell to nobody. Tell me. I see you lying to you. Sometimes, <clears throat> sometimes I don't think we be lying to ourselves. I don't know. I've had a lot of different conversations with a lot of different people over the past few weeks that I'm realizing that the conversations that I've had with with y'all have like got me prepared to have those conversations with them. And I think it's more so about acceptance of, like accepting what we're telling other people or like our different problems or different stuff that's going on in our head. Does that make sense? Yeah, so that sounds more like denial. I'm just going to say you don't necessarily have to agree, but you do have to see my perspective or how I feel about that. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, like narcissistic people will make you question how you feel about something or Mm -hmm. something that you've expressed. And I'm like, there's been a time where I've questioned my feelings until I'm like, no, wait, no, I feel like this. You make me feel this Mm -hmm. and you don't have to agree, but I'm telling you how I feel. Right. Yeah. Hell. Yeah. I had no more. Who was that that made this drink? Absolute bartending. Shout out to Absolute bartending. This, I probably should have told you to make two. I didn't think I'm that glad was she didn't make be, us two. We probably. I'd be bent a little bit. You'd be bent. You'd be bent up there telling <laughs> the family banana pudding secrets. <laughs> I'll be the gave y'all my candy yams recipe. Oh, uh, we, we're not ready for that. <laughs> Somebody, grandma made them, huh? I said, hold on now. We're not going to do it's too much. like <laughs> Slow down, slow down. <laughs> we in training. But next year, but next year though, my candy yams, they're going to taste like grandma's. So y'all gave one promotion and look at already right. prepping for the 2022. <laughs> you just got here. I should have made some dressing. <laughs> I made seafood dressing last year. And Let's not talk good. about your seafood dressing that you made after Thanksgiving was over. See, that sounds like somebody that just got promoted to the kitchen. Don't let her. Right. Don't, don't let her steal your It was title. my first dressing ever. <laughs> <laughs> well, I have enjoyed this This happy has hour. been fun. I hope the people that have tuned in, that y'all have heard something that makes you think, hmm, I should try that. Or, ah, never thought about it like that. And if one person did, then we have definitely done our job today. Yeah. yeah. In business and in mental wellness. All of that. And thank you guys so much for tuning in. Still, please sh- yeah. please be sure to share the link. Because remember, we have to hit 100 subscribers. Why so, do the headstand? Yes, we are here for Ooh. the headstand. 11? 11 more. I had... Had a trainer, he'd be like one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, and then when he got to eleven, he <laughs> said limo. <laughs> That's real. Spell it. Like. So we need limo. We need limo subscribers. <laughs> so go and share it on Facebook and tell them just click the subscribe. Two seconds. Yay. I want to see this headstand. She gonna do a headstand, and I'm a, I'm gonna do my Jocelyn Cabaret dance. Do it like Baby. Do it like Shelby Day. Baby. <laughs> TikTok dance just for y'all. Hey, a little more. We need a little. That's not anything outside of the norm, though. You have to do like a centerpiece. Do the centerpiece. Uh, 
Do you know how to do the centipede? I and do Cassius know how to do the centipede. I, I can the, still do the centipede. Can you on T? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little slower. Ain't <laughs> got that much of a wave, but because uh, my side could be acting up, but uh, <laughs> I'm going to have to block the VA. <laughs> Just in case they have any representatives that are like, uh, she can want to sit up here. She ain't got PTSD. <laughs> That's why her sciatic was sciatic and she out there doing a sit up here. So I'm going to do a headstand. Yeah. And Chelsea's going to do the sit up here. And I'm going to do it like it's my B day in the bed. Do it like it's your B day. It's just going to be so much going on. 100 prescribers. Limo prescribers. And we is. Being Pacific about that number, yes. okay? We need limo prescribers. Specifically. Specifically. Yes. All right. Where can we find you? Um, you can find me at um, um, <clears throat> Instagram, Simone. Is underscore. that your telephone voice? Yeah, did you like it? Yeah. <laughs> wow. That's amazing. <laughs> Code switch 101. Okay, but I am at Instagram, Simone underscore the mastermind. You can find me on my website. You know, I'm, like, there all the time um, at SimoneMastermind.com. And if you are ready and willing to accept my authentic self, you can find me on Facebook. Mm -hmm. Santana Hendricks, I'm letting you know right now. Mm. That's a playground. We drink martinis. Do not, do not bring your Bibles. Do not bring your Bibles. Leave them in the car where you got it in the back of the window in your car and, and leave it there. Well, on the dashboard. On the dashboard. Oh, that's where it be. On the dashboard. I'm ready to put mine in the back seat of my car. Okay, but. um, With two stuffed animals. <laughs> <laughs> or, a, then, or a scarf. You might find a wig in mine, baby. I'm going to let you know right now. You might find a pair of shoes and a wig in mine. But, um, but yeah, Santana Hendricks on Facebook. We crack jokes. But I give you business tips, yeah. and we speak life and truth. Yes. But again, you have to be willing yeah. to accept your authentic self, yeah. to accept mine. Amen. All right. Amen. All right. Yes. All right. This has been fun. Yay. Don't forget to click the subscribe, subscribe. button. Subscribe. Bougie Black Therapist Podcast. Mm -hmm. I am your host, Montoya McGowan. You can find me on allthingsstoppingthechase.com, uh, Facebook, Instagram. I don't do Twitter yet. It's like so many platforms. I'm just, it's yeah, just so much. It's yeah. So much. Um, or you can just find me here. Um, feel free to inbox me or email me if you have questions, suggestions, or if there is something that we can help you out with. Yes. Um, we'll see you next time on our next episode. Bye. See ya. Bye. <laughs> Cause I gotta go pee.